right, we're back with another episode of the Saxo Market Call, and today it's Tuesday, so we're going to talk about fixed income, and I'm joined with my uh, colleague, Altias Binazzi, and we're going to look at the government bond market across the UK, the Eurozone, and the US Treasury market, because um, what we're seeing in markets is that, um, you know, increasingly there are bets that we will in 2024 get these uh, rate cuts finally from from central banks and uh, i know i'll tell you you are quite opinionated on the the uk gills and and what's happening in the uk in general that maybe things have been taking a little bit too far here um you're saying basically the rally is not sustainable um in in U- uk gills so maybe you can you know broaden out that argument and tell us a little bit about why why that's the case Well, Peter, I believe that uh, it's key to look where yields have gone since summer until uh, today. And when we look at the very front part of the yield curve, which uh, the two years um, sovereign bonds from UK, Europe and US, these securities are pretty much linked to monetary policies. And what we have seen since the beginning of July until now is that the two-year guild yields have dropped by around 70 basis points, going from almost 5.5% in yield to 4.6% in yield um, today. But when we look at peers, so two-year U.S. Treasury yields, well, they're more or less flat compared to where they were at the beginning of July, just down by six basis points, and two-year shots yields, uh, they are down 27 basis points. So what does this uh, picture tell us? It tells us that uh, um, the bond market uh, is pretty much convinced uh, that uh, uh, the Bank of England is done with uh, interest rate hikes and is positioning for upcoming interest rate cuts. However, I believe that uh, um, that might be a little bit naive for markets to position that way. And the reason behind that is that we see very high inflation. England has the highest inflation among G7. Uh, We have still high wages around 8%. Um, year on year and uh, at the same time we continue to see this desire from the government uh, to continue with uh, their fiscal uh, stimulus and that's what we have seen last week with uh, the autumn statement Um, and really when we look also at uh, inflation forecasts uh, for next year well Hunt uh, Uh, when he was delivering uh, this fiscal package last week, uh, he actually said that uh, inflation is estimated uh, to end um, by 2024 at (laughs) 2.8%, well above uh, inflation targets. So how can the Bank of England uh, cut or even envisioning uh, to to have a dovish stance when this is... uh, where we are going forwards and very importantly 2025 January 2025 there is going to be the elections in the UK and I'm pretty much sure that 2024 will be um, will be will be uh, served for the current government uh, 
to run for those elections and fiscal uh, will definitely not diminish. The reason why I was laughing before is that I think it's pretty hilarious to think that you can have an inflation going down to 2.8% when you have inflationary pressures at the levels that you're suggesting. Um, so um, so that's, uh, that's, um, that's, well, a very interesting prediction to say the least from the, uh, from the Bank of England. So um, I, I wish them good luck with that. Um, I think in, in, uh, you know, overall uh, inflationary pressures are still here. And I think one of the contradictory uh, signals that we're getting is that you know, the equity market is definitely not pricing in a recession at this point in time. So if the equity market is any good indicator on in the future and we're not getting a recession in 2024, inflation will not go away, uh, go away uh, that quickly as, the, as they believe. But um, let's swiftly move across the, uh, the English Canal to the continent, the Eurozone. And, you know, interesting setup we had yesterday, right? Um, you know, there was news of a, an ECB insider talking about that rates cuts were more likely than hikes. And then at the same time, you had Lagarde talking about that the next step is um, not cuts, but talking about the, uh, the PPP program. So I'll tell you, take us through the, the situation in the Eurozone and how, we, how, how should we square these conflicting uh, messages we had yesterday. Well, that <laughs> coming uh, yesterday was uh, really uh, mixed bags uh, of news. Um, but the market uh, really wanted to believe uh, that the news that uh, uh, the ECB is more likely to cut uh, rather than hiking uh, is uh, going to be more likely. And, uh, you know, if you think about that, Peter, if it's true that uh, the ECB is more likely to cut because we have a recession in the euro area, then why would it tweak? Why would it stop reinvestments under the PEP program? Um, so uh, that's why yesterday we have seen uh, BTP outperforming uh, peers uh, and uh, yields uh, dropping quite significantly, around 10 basis points on uh, the 10 years maturities for Italian uh, sovereigns. And uh, that shows a lot of uh, market complacency uh, in terms of uh, uh, what are the expectations of the what the ECB next step is going to do. Uh, but... Uh, this exposes uh, markets to the risk that the ECB is going to stay on hold. And the reason for that is that the main, the, the principal mandate uh, for the ECB is uh, price stability, is not uh, any other, um, any other uh, um, role or mandate uh, cannot really outright this kind of uh, price of stability uh, goal and if we have uh, the the, uh, the CPI index that we are expecting on Thursday is expected to come around four percent in terms of a core um, CPI. So with uh, a core CPI around the double where the ECB wants to arrive, uh, it's very unlikely that uh, the ECB will get will will um, will take a dovish stance. Uh, going forward. And right now, I really believe that what uh, Lagarde said, that, that the PEP program is going to be discussed and that possibly these investments under these programs are, um, are going to happen. Uh, they are estimated to happen in 2025, not in 2024. Uh, but I think that it's very important uh, to understand uh, two things when talking about the PEP program. The first thing is that the weighted average maturity 
of instruments under the PEP program is above seven years. It means that if tomorrow, if in December, um, Mrs. Lagarde comes out and says, we have decided to stop uh, reinvestments under the PEP program, um, well, really, these maturities will not pick up for at least another couple of years. During the last quarter, only 3 billion, 3 billion and a half euros worth um, where came to maturities under the PEP program. That would add a very slightly uh, amount over the monthly quantitative tightening that the ECB is doing. So what I'm saying here, Peter, is that uh, uh, this is the usual way that the ECB does, um, trying to sound oakish, but uh, acting dovish, right? Because uh, they sound oakish saying, oh, we are going to discuss the PEP program, we are going uh, to stop reinvestments, it's going to be a bigger quantity of quantitative tightening, but in reality this kind of uh, these investments are going to happen much slower than what we what we are seeing under the APP program. Yeah, there's also the whole uh, thing in, in next year that you know some of the economies in Europe are in, in dire straits like Germany and the Netherlands. So I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see policy action from those two countries actually trying to increase the uh, the uh, the fiscal stimulus uh, valve into the economy that would also be an interesting joker and dynamic for inflation but you know let's um, let's move to the last topic and we're staying with the com- uh, the government bond market uh, theme here so we're going to of course end with the largest of them all the US treasury market and um November has been can i use the word pretty dramatic actually because i mean the US 10 year yield has dropped by 60 basis points. I mean, and and, and you, as you write uh, or told me, I mean, it's the it's the biggest move since August 2011. So so it, it is a pretty big move. And we have seen that going hand in hand with equities. It has been a rally across both equities and bonds. And it's really been a big driver setting up our, uh, you know, is, a, is it the Sandy rally uh, suddenly? But but I'll see you coming back to earth here and, and talking about bonds Um what do you think about the, the current market pricing? So four rate cuts in 2024, uh, three in 25. I mean, is the market getting ahead of itself? And we'll we'll have an inflation report as well uh, this week. Yes, Peter. So yes, I think that actually the rally that we have witnessed to uh, this November is just building uh, over um, interest rate cut expectations for the next uh, couple of years. And they are pretty much unfunded in the meaning that uh, let's remind again everybody that at the end of 2022, everybody was expecting a recession. The recession didn't happen. Actually, the economy grew uh, beyond uh, any um, any expectations and uh, um, the Federal Reserve continued to hike interest rates. I'm not saying that that uh, will happen again next uh, year because the probability is very, very low. Uh, But uh, the probability that uh, we are going to have a quarter of uh, decent growth and uh, no recession, it's quite high. And uh, within that quarter, it's possible that uh, the market will push back again on these uh, interest rate cuts expectations. 
and that that will be bearish for bonds. But the big difference with 2011, when we had um, roughly the same kind of uh, drop in 10-year U.S. Treasury yields, well, that drop happened when Standard & Poor's um, cut uh, the rating of the U.S. government from AAA to AA+. So basically that was a bid to safe heaven. This is not the same. And that's why I believe that the market uh, is a little bit ahead of itself. And we are going uh, to see the 10-year yields and the overall curve uh, again uh, shifting higher. Um, and uh, 10 years, uh, um, they are more likely, obviously, to rise first to 4.8%, but um, I don't uh, um, I don't believe that seeing it back to 5% will be far-fetched at this point. All right, great comments, and um, I think I think that uh, takes us to the end of the uh, of the podcast. So uh, great conversation, Altia. Uh, government bonds uh, are on the move across the UK, the Eurozone, and the US uh, government bond market. So uh, so check it out and. As you can hear, Altea is is leaning a little bit against the current uh, the current momentum and trend there. So um, a lot of action, and, and stay tuned for those inflation reports coming in the, in the eurozone and the US this week. Obviously, going to be important, and we'll be back next week again with the podcast on bonds. Uh, in the meantime, stay safe out there. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.